You're listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. I'm Garrett Ashley Mullet, and I want to talk about everything. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show. I am your host, Garrett Ashley Mullet. It is February 8th, 2021, and this will be... Episode 80 of the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show feels like a landmark. You'll notice throughout the episode, I expect sounds of children in the background. So don't be alarmed. My house is full of children. Usually I have seven children myself, and then we also have some guests over today. So they are in the background as well. But I didn't want to wait until there was a quiet time. I've been waiting until all of my kids are in bed or they're out of the house or they're doing something or whatever. And uh, I wanted to get on this Time Magazine article and provide some running commentary on it before any much more time passes. So I keep hearing about it. I hear about this Molly Ball article that was dropped February 4th in Time Magazine. And the title of the article is The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign That Saved the 2020 election. I was asked again this morning if I had read the article, and I had to honestly say, no, I haven't. I read the headlines. I know what happened, so why do I need to read the article? But I was encouraged to read it because, for one, I was told it would make me angry, and heaven knows I'm not angry enough, so uh, there's that. But also, I was told you want to read it because it is astounding how brazenly what happened in the 2020 election is being bragged about. So here we are, not but a month out from when the votes were certified, and we have Time Magazine, a major publication, a bastion of speech. I don't know about free speech. I don't know about accurate speech or true Uh, reporting, but you have a a bastion of speech of some sort, which uh, has been around for a long time, an establishment media presence, we'll put it that way, saying basically there was a shadow campaign. In their view, it, quote unquote, saved the 2020 election, but we'll leave that to the good Lord to decide. For our part, what we're going to do is we're going to read through this article and I'm going to give you some running commentary. So we'll just see how this goes. And if you haven't read the article yet, Here in for a treat, I'm going to read it for you, and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. So, here we go. The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election by Molly Ball, February 4th, 2021, 5.40 a.m. EST, says, and I quote, A weird thing happened right after the November 3rd election. Nothing. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. Okay, stop right there. Hold the phone. Second paragraph in, this is only the third and fourth sentence, and we're already getting into the spin. The nation was braced for chaos. Liberal groups had vowed to take to the streets, planning hundreds of protests across the country. Right-wing militias were girding for battle. Okay, let's stop right there. Were the liberal groups planning for battle as well? Yes, they were. Antifa and Black Lives Matter were planning for battle. That's why you had right-wing militia groups also girding for battle because they were preparing to defend their towns and cities from 
violence. If Trump won, they were expecting that there was going to be massive widespread looting, rioting, etc. So it's interesting. Already, we're just a few sentences in, and this is being spun as the right is violent and dangerous, and the left, well, they just want to peacefully protest, mostly peacefully protest. Anyway, let's move on. In a poll before Election Day, 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence. You don't say. Okay, hold on. We'll stop again. 75% of Americans voiced concern about violence because the whole past year was filled with violence. The past several years have been filled with violence, motivated by political differences where the left takes to American cities, they assault private citizens and law enforcement, they attack private property, they steal, they loot, they intimidate, they threaten. When they don't get what they want, until they get what they want, they don't believe in peaceful protest. They believe in violence. They believe in extortion. They believe in intimidation campaigns. They believe in cancel culture. They believe in destroying anybody that stands between them and an absolute realization of their vision. So yeah, we're 75% of Americans concerned about violence. Well, they should have been. 100% of Americans should have been concerned about violence. Anyway, okay, let's move on. And I quote, Instead, an eerie quiet descended as President Trump refused to concede. The response was not mass action, but crickets. When media organizations called the race for Joe Biden on November 7th, jubilation broke out instead as people thronged cities across the U.S. to celebrate the democratic process that resulted in Trump's ouster. Okay, hold on. We're in the third paragraph. I got to stop again. An eerie quiet did not descend because the media prematurely announced the winner as a way of trying to do an end run around the election process. All of the bypasses, all of the safeties being turned off, all of the rules being changed in the middle of the election, which made it possible for widespread chaos and confusion and questioning of the election results, all of that was going to take some time, and that was on purpose. The Democrats did that on purpose. Establishment Republicans did that on purpose because they wanted there to be so much chaos. It was like popping smoke. It was like throwing a flashbang. We were all supposed to be disoriented, and in the confusion, they were going to do their mop-up operations, and they were going to get the results that they wanted. So there was not silence. There was not eerie quiet. The media told us that Biden had won, when that was far from clear because they wanted to do an end run around the process of determining who had won the election. Anyway, okay, moving on. And I quote, A second odd thing happened amid Trump's attempts to reverse the result. Corporate America turned on him. Hundreds of major business leaders, many of whom had backed Trump's candidacy and supported his policies, called on him to concede. To the president, something felt amiss. Quote, it was all very, very strange, end quote, Trump said on December 2nd. Quote, within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted, end quote. In a way, Trump was right. Okay, let's stop again. In a way, Trump was right. No, not in a way. This isn't where you get to play fact checker and say mostly true, but partly false or mostly false or whatever, you know, myth busted when it's a Republican saying something. Trump was right or he wasn't right. And in this case, he was absolutely right. It was all very, very strange. Within days after the election, we witnessed an orchestrated effort to anoint the winner, even while many key states were still being counted. 
Trump wasn't right in a way. He was absolutely right. It was very strange. It was very dirty. We all who were paying attention knew what it was. We knew what was happening and we called it out. And it didn't matter to the people who were committing this fraud and this manipulation because they were committed at that point. They were not going to back off. They weren't going to apologize. They weren't going to say, oh, sorry, right? This is a big misunderstanding. They were absolutely going to follow through until they got the conclusion that they were all together in agreement needed to happen. Anyway, moving on. And I quote, there was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. The pact was formalized in a terse little-noticed joint statement of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and AFL-CIO published on Election Day. Both sides would come to see it as a sort of implicit bargain inspired by the summer's massive, sometimes destructive, racial justice protests in which the forces of labor came together with the forces of capital to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Hold on. Okay. Lots there. There's a whole lot there. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. Full stop. That's not even that whole sentence of this paragraph. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. So all of this talk of disinformation, misinformation that the social media giants and the mainstream corporate media and your politically moderate next door neighbor and your center left cousin were dismissing you about because you're just a quote unquote conspiracy theorist. You've got it right here. You heard it here, folks, right in Time Magazine. They're not apologizing. They're bragging. They're saying, you're welcome. Sorry, not sorry. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. Let's say that again. There was a conspiracy unfolding behind the scenes. So the conspiracy theorists who said this looks like a duck, it quacks like a duck, it waddles like a duck, it's probably a duck, they were not taking crazy pills to say... This is a duck, guys. They were not taking crazy pills. It was a conspiracy. We weren't conspiracy theorists. It was a conspiracy fact unfolding behind the scenes, one that both curtailed the protests and coordinated the resistance from CEOs. Okay, so this is coordinated, and it involves getting the quote-unquote uh, protests and the resistance from CEOs all on the same page. So you have a widespread, coordinated effort to make this happen. Quote, both surprises were the result of an informal alliance between left-wing activists and business titans, end quote. Okay, so you have big business, big corporations, probably a lot of the same big businesses that started putting Black Lives Matter into their websites and into their literature and taking to Twitter and announcing their solidarity and donating to Black Lives Matter, which was started and run by, in their own words, trained Marxists. There was a alliance between left-wing activists and business titans. Hmm. Hmm. What was the point of this alliance? It was to keep the peace and oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Keep the peace can mean a lot of things. Keep the peace can mean we threaten to go out mostly peaceful protesting again and 
in the admission of the Time Magazine piece, sometimes destructively. We're going to sometimes destructively, you know, you know, we might sometimes burn down a business or a home. We might sometimes wake somebody up in the middle of the night and threaten them and their families with bodily harm, step out onto the porch. We'd like to have a word with you as we hold baseball bats and knives and torches and pitchforks and uh, a big vat of tar and a, a big bag of feathers and and all of that. I mean, we just mostly peacefully want to threaten to kill you, threaten to destroy your life. That's all. Mostly peacefully. So these people, those people, the forces of labor, right, the proletariat, they wanted to come together with the forces of capital, a.k.a. the big business people, the big corporations, to keep the peace. In other words, you get us the result that we want or we're going to raise hell, end quote. <laughs> okay, not a quote, actually. I'm paraphrasing. But that's what it is, right? That's what they mean by keep the peace. And oppose Trump's assault on democracy. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about massive conspiracy, coordinated resistance to curtail protests, to keep the peace, to oppose Trump's assault on democracy. Hmm. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Quote, the handshake between business and labor was just one component of a vast cross-partisan campaign to protect the election, an extraordinary shadow effort dedicated not to winning the vote, but to ensuring it would be free and fair, credible and uncorrupted. Well, there's Orwellian language, if I've ever heard it. For more than a year, a loosely organized coalition of operatives scrambled to shore up America's institutions as they came under simultaneous attack from a remorseless pandemic and an autocratically inclined president. Though much of this activity took place on the left, it was separate from the Biden campaign and crossed ideological lines with crucial contributions by nonpartisan and conservative actors. The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. Okay, if you say so. It was an election so calamitous that no result could be discerned at all, a failure of the central act of democratic self-governance that has been a hallmark of America since its founding. Okay, let's stop again, right? Each of these paragraphs is just a goldmine of <laughs> oblivion, uh, of dishonesty, of uh, actually surprising amount of honesty, but with a, a great deal of dishonest spin and, and self-righteousness. Let's see here. It was cross-partisan. It was a cross-partisan campaign and... It was mostly people on the left, right? It was mostly people on the left that wanted Biden to win. Uh, but it was cross-partisan. Key contributions from people on the right, from supposed quasi-conservatives, from people that are Republicans, people who have an R after their name when they show up on uh, the news as a guest to talk about legislation or public policy. So it crossed ideological lines, and we have to know it was separate from the Biden campaign, right? It's, it, that's very important because heaven knows if it was intertwined with the Biden campaign, if it was coming from the Biden campaign, if they were organizing this, if they were calling for this, well, that would be another story, right? So we got to tell you that this was separate from the Biden campaign. Oh, okay, right, because the Biden campaign would never do anything like this, right? Sure. 
The scenario the shadow campaigners were desperate to stop was not a Trump victory. Yeah, actually it was. Actually it was. It was a Trump victory that they were desperate to stop. Anyway, let's move on. And I quote, Their work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws and helped secure hundreds of millions in public and private funding. They fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation and used data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. They executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks, preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. After Election Day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. Quote, the untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation, end quote, says Norm Eisen, a prominent lawyer and former Obama administration official who recruited Republicans and Democrats to the board of the Voter Protection Program. Okay, let's stop again. Every paragraph, every single paragraph here is worth unpacking and taking a look at. So the work of this dedicated, bipartisan, secret, shadowy campaign behind the scenes, that work touched every aspect of the election. They got states to change voting systems and laws. Oh, hmm, interesting, like in the middle of the election, right? Because that's not going to add to the confusion and the chaos and the suspicion that there's massive fraud going on. No, 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 no. You start a football game, and in the middle of the football game, you start changing the rules of football in a way that is designed to stop one team from winning and help the other team to win. That's not going to undermine confidence in our democracy. No, 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 nope, nope. Helped secure hundreds of millions in public funding and private funding, fended off voter suppression lawsuits, recruited armies of poll workers, and got millions of people to vote by mail for the first time. Recruited armies of poll workers. So let's get this straight. This campaign, this work by this cabal recruited poll workers. Armies, in fact, in the words of the article, armies of poll workers. So armies of poll workers. In fact, it's not just a few poll workers. It's armies of poll workers. So if you're recruiting these people, what's to say you're not picking the kinds of people strategically that you think are going to be similarly motivated to protect our democracy from the danger of Donald Trump winning a second term? Hmm? What's to say you're fending off voter suppression lawsuits is code or is not code, rather, for fending off lawsuits designed to stop you from changing the laws and the rules and the regulations in the middle of the election or at the very last minute. You might call that voter suppression, depending on how you want to spin this. And as we already saw in the second paragraph, there's a lot of spin in this, a whole heck of a lot of spin. This is not reporting the facts. This is not just an editorial. This is propaganda folks. They successfully pressured social media companies to take a harder line against disinformation. Okay, stop right there. Let's define disinformation. What is disinformation? Probably, my guess, any information that you don't want people seeing. It might be true information, it might be accurate information, but if it goes against the narrative, then it is still 
a problem. It still needs to be suppressed. So, for instance, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Is that disinformation, if it's accurate, if it's true? Or is that actual just information, right? Information that voters ought to have, they ought to know. What about the Burisma Ukrainian gas company, the fired Ukrainian prosecutor that Biden bragged about, Vice President, former Vice President Biden bragged about getting fired as a way of taking uh, pressure off of his son's company in Ukraine that was under investigation for fraud and dirty dealing. Is that disinformation when you have stories going around uh, bringing that to the public's attention? Hmm. Hmm. Using data-driven strategies to fight viral smears. Data-driven strategies. What I think you mean actually is manipulating the algorithms to stop certain things from going viral when they otherwise would go viral. I think that's what you actually mean. Let me help you with that. Executed national public awareness campaigns that helped Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks. Okay, let's, let's uh, translate, shall we? Your national public awareness campaign, helping Americans understand how the vote would count would unfold over days or weeks, was actually just you grooming the country for the fact that our election process was about to get raped. You were grooming the country for the fact that you were about to totally have your way with the system at every level, and it was going to be contested. You knew it was going to be contested. Why wouldn't it be contested if you're forcing yourself on it in a dishonest way, in a crooked way? Why wouldn't it be contested? Hey, you're going to hear a lot of screaming and yelling in this other room when I shut the door. So just so you know, right, you don't need to worry about it. Totally fine, totally normal. I'm an honest person, right? Everything I'm going to do to this fellow or this lady in this room when I close the door, you don't need to worry about. I am an honorable man, right? Don't come in. Don't worry about it. Just go about your normal business. Nothing to see here. Don't worry about it. That's what they mean by a national public awareness campaign to help Americans understand how the vote count would unfold over days or weeks. Preventing Trump's conspiracy theories and false claims of victory from getting more traction. Okay, here's a problem. You just admitted that there was a conspiracy. So it's not Trump's conspiracy theory to say that there was a conspiracy. There was a conspiracy. You're bragging about the fact that there's a conspiracy theory. But it's not a theory because you're telling us it's a fact. You're telling us it happened. It's not a theory. It's conspiracy fact. So for Trump to try and draw attention to that, bring accountability, resist that, that is what you didn't want him to succeed in. So you wanted to prevent his conspiracy theory and false claim of victory from getting more traction. In other words, you wanted to shut him up. You wanted to shut him down and keep him from being able to hold you people accountable, from being able to stop you from doing the dirty, awful, rotten, horrible, no good, bad thing that you had intended to do. False claims of victory. Is that false? Is it false if he actually did win on election day and you overturned the results of the election by cheating? Was it a false claim of victory if he actually did win? No, it wasn't a false claim of victory. Your claims of Biden winning was a false claim of victory. Only there was no similar bipartisan campaign of like-minded individuals in the corporate world 
and in the uh, most radical of left-wing organizations prepared to work together to stop your false claims of election victory. After election day, they monitored every pressure point to ensure that Trump could not overturn the result. Every pressure point means media, means mainstream corporate media, it means social media. By the way, this is why Lou Dobbs just got fired from Fox Business despite being their lead talent, their most popular host, because it isn't about money, it's about destroying anybody who stood with Trump so that this can never happen again, so that there's no way to undo it. It's about destroying everybody that played any kind of a significant role in drawing attention to this. They have to be disappeared. They have to be erased. Let their name be stricken from every monument, from every book. Let their face be stricken from every billboard, every magazine cover, every movie. They need to just cease to exist in the present and in the past and in the future forever and ever because they got in our way and we're not going to have that. And the rest of you people, the rest of you people had better watch what we do to these folks, better watch what we do to Lou Dobbs. Your job performance isn't going to save you because if we want to destroy you, we will destroy you by golly. Nothing will protect you. Nothing will defend you because we've got a bipartisan coalition. We're in charge now. We're making the rules. We say jump, you say how high. We say two plus two is five, and you had better say two plus two equals five, or we're going to put a boot in your face, and we will destroy you, mind, body, and spirit. Continuing on. Quote, unquote, the untold story of the election is the thousands of people of both parties who accomplished the triumph of American democracy at its very foundation. What you really mean is you got the result that you wanted. And the result that you wanted was Biden in the White House and Trump gone forever. You think. It's not over yet. We'll see. We'll see how this goes moving forward. Quote, for Trump and his allies were running their own campaign to spoil the election. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a Democratic plot and the election would be rigged. You're kind of telling us that that's actually true, right? You're kind of telling us that here that mail-in ballots were a Democratic plot. You're saying in this piece that it was mostly Democrats and some Republicans, mostly Democrats, that worked so hard to get millions of people who had never voted by mail before to vote by mail. You're kind of telling us that that was what you were trying to do and that it was people at all levels. It was people in the grassroots. It was people in corporate America working together to control the flow of information about this. That wasn't spoiling the election on Trump's part to warn about it, right? What you're saying is there's two sets of rules. When Trump says, hey, this is dirty dealing and I'm trying to prevent cheating, he's spoiling the election. Oh, you, you mean spoiling your plans to steal the election? That's, that's what you mean. You were intent on stealing the election, saving democracy from the people. Democracy is supposed to be rule of the people. Which people exactly? Well, apparently these people. <clears throat> apparently the people that were part of this cabal. This conspiracy fact, not conspiracy theory. The president spent months insisting that mail ballots were a Democratic plot and that election would be rigged. His henchmen, oh, henchmen, there's a, there's a loaded word. Not his allies, not his friends, not his servants, not his aides, his henchmen. Oh, his henchmen, 
right? His minions, why don't you use the word minions, right? His minions at the state level, right? Boy, howdy, dirty, 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 you dirty dog, you libelous scoundrel. His henchmen at the state level sought to block their use while his lawyers brought dozens of spurious suits. Oh, they weren't just any old suits. They were spurious suits. They make it more difficult to vote, an intensification of the GOP's legacy of suppressive tactics. Mm, suppressing your ability to cheat. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Before the election, Trump plotted to block a legitimate vote count. And he spent the months following November 3rd trying to steal the election he'd lost with lawsuits and conspiracy theories, pressure on state and local officials, and finally summoning his army of supporters to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. So what, what this is, is this is a test of wills. They are trying to break yours if you still maintain that 2 plus 2 equals 4. They tell you in this article, not even just it's somewhere else on the website for time, not just in some other periodical on another major media outlet's website, they tell you in the exact article that I'm reading for you that there was a conspiracy fact. And yet, then they go on to say that it is conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory when Trump supporters and Trump himself decried this and worked against it, worked to expose it, to uncover it, to stop it from succeeding. It was conspiracy theory when they say the truth. It's conspiracy fact when they want to brag about it. It is astounding the level of hubris, arrogance, and animus that is present in this article. Before the election, Trump plotted to block a legitimate vote count, and he spent the months following November 3rd trying to steal the election he'd lost with lawsuits and conspiracy theories, pressure on state and local officials, and finally summoning summoning his army, summoning, oh, he's a wizard, Annie. He's a wizard, summoning his army of supporters to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. Okay, so earlier on, we read that the liberal groups, liberal, by the way, not leftist, they're liberal groups. They're here to free you from the bondage of free market capitalism, private property, gender, the nuclear family, uh, freedom, personal liberty, the ability to make decisions for yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, those folks were there to protest, and it was right-wing militias that were girding for battle. And now we read that Trump summoned his army of supporters to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. So they mentioned earlier that when the left has quote-unquote, protested the past year, sometimes it's resulted in destruction. They didn't mention the over a dozen people that lost their lives in the riots that broke out across this country, the coordinated riots that broke out across this country in 2020. They don't mention that, but they are happy to tell you that when Trump summoned an army of supporters, like some necromancer summoning an army of skeletons, and undead ghouls to the January 6th rally that ended in deadly violence at the Capitol. It ended in deadly violence. Did you know that? Did you Have we mentioned that the right and conservatives are evil, no good, dishonest scoundrels? Hmm. Unless they work with us, right? Unless they give us what we want, then they're okay. But, ooh, they'd better not think that they can have power. They'd better not think that they can 
expect us or require us to play by the same rules. No, 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 no. That's not how this works, young man. Moving on. The democracy campaigners watched with alarm. Quote, every week we felt like we were in a struggle to try to pull off this election without the country going through a real dangerous moment of unraveling, end quote, says former GOP Representative Zach Womp, a Trump supporter who helped coordinate a bipartisan election protection council. Quote, we can look back and say this thing went pretty well, but it was not at all clear in September and October that that was going to be the case, end quote. This is the inside story of the conspiracy. There's that word again, in her own words, direct quote. The conspiracy to save the 2020 election based on access to the group's inner workings, never before seen documents and interviews with dozens of those involved from across the political spectrum. It is the story of an unprecedented, creative, and determined campaign whose success also reveals how close the nation came to disaster. Quote, Every attempt to interfere with the proper outcome of the election was defeated, end quote, says Ian Basson, co-founder of Protect Democracy, a nonpartisan rule of law advocacy group. Quote, but it's massively important for the country to understand that it didn't happen accidentally. The system didn't work magically. Democracy is not self-executing, end quote. All right, I don't need to read any further. I've got everything that I need right there. This is the inside story of the conspiracy to save the 2020 election. You change one little word right there. And this goes from my hand was in the cookie jar because I was protecting the cookies to my hand was in the cookie jar because I was going to eat the cookies when mom told me not to because I really don't care what mom tells me to do. I just want a damned cookie. That one little word is save. They weren't stealing the election. No, 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 no. Don't be ridiculous. They weren't cheating. They were saving the 2020 election. Oh, well, in that case, silly me. Here I was thinking there was massive coordinated conspiracy to commit election fraud in 2020. They were protecting democracy from us. Because you can't have stealing. Stupid people like me voting and appointing who our leaders are going to be. I mean, where would it end if you had the people actually voting for somebody and choosing who their leaders were going to be? No, 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 no. You can't have that. We've got to save democracy from the people because they're just too stupid to know as well as we do what's good for them. They're just too stupid. So we had to save the 2020 election. This is the story of an unprecedented, creative, and determined campaign whose success also reveals how close the nation came to disaster. All right, let's see here. Disaster. What could she possibly mean by that word disaster? Let's think here. Disaster, that could mean Trump being reelected for another four years. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's what that means. That would have been a disaster. Our country actually voting for successfully putting Trump in power for another four years would have been a disaster. We couldn't let that happen. Couldn't let that happen. We were so close. Oh, man, were we close. We were so close to the people actually getting to vote for Trump again. Those poor dopes. It's a good thing they've got us here to save them from themselves. 
Every attempt to interfere with the proper outcome of the election was defeated. Mmm. It's massively important for the country to understand. It didn't happen accidentally. The system didn't work magically. Democracy is not self-executing. What you mean is you weren't going to get the results you wanted, and so you cheated, and you lied, and you threatened, and you cajoled, and you manipulated. You cheated, and now you're bragging about it. And you're not content to have just cheated because it bothers you. It bothers you that you're not getting congratulated. In fact, it bothers you that you're resented for it. That just like somebody who's been raped doesn't thank the rapist afterward. Thank you. Can I have another, please? We hate you for it. We know what you did to us, and you robbed us of something critically important. Our dignity, our self-determination, our self-respect. You've destroyed our trust in you. But you're not content to just have your good time and carry on. No, 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 no. Now you want us to say thank you. Heaven help you. There is a God in heaven who knows what you did. And he doesn't fall for your spin doctoring. He doesn't fall for your boasting. Judgment will come like a thief in the night. And when it comes, there won't be any explaining away what you did, and the dire consequences, not just for this country, but for the world. You did a bad, awful, horrible, evil thing. And I suggest you strongly consider repenting. Don't apologize to me. Take it up with God. He's the one you need to worry about now. There's nothing I can do to bring you to justice, but fortunately, vengeance is his, saith the Lord. He will repay, and I trust that. You can come after me. You can come after any number of Trump supporters who insist that you did cheat, who read this and aren't too stupid and scared to call it like it is. You bragging, you bragging about cheating, about manipulating, about defrauding the American people and the world. You can do whatever you want to me. You can punish me. You can get me fired. You can cancel me. You can beat me. You can threaten me. You can hurt me. You can kill me even. It won't change where you stand in relation to a holy and righteous God who sees all, knows all, and will reward each one according to their conduct, unless you're in Christ. And you might want to look into that. You might want to look into God's grace because heavens to Murgatroyd, you need some. You need a big heaping dose of grace. It's there. Come to Jesus. Anyway, I'm not going to finish reading this whole thing. It's a fair bit longer. Check it out if you want to read it for yourself, apart from my commentary. But that's what we've got here. We've got bragging and boasting about the 2020 election having been stolen. It's a rapist bragging about what they did and how the rape victim really should be thanking them. It's people that supposedly are all about democracy, the rule of the people, what they're really about is oligarchy. What they're really about is them being the people. They get to decide who the people are. When we talk about voter suppression, cheating is voter suppression. Disinformation, meaning you don't let your other uh, opponents speak. You don't let them talk. You don't let them get their message out. You hide damaging information about your candidate and your policies, your positions. You're not saving democracy. You just killed it. 
You cured the disease by killing the patient. Good job. Anyway, thanks for listening. Cheer up. Don't lose heart. It's actually for the best that they're getting so full of themselves. Again, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Trust to God. Keep your nose clean. Don't be scared. Don't be timid. Be smart. Be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. For the anger of man does not bring about the righteous life that God desires. We all need to remember that. Fear not, but fear the Lord, for that's the beginning of wisdom. That's all I got. Anyway, thanks again for listening. Till next time, God bless. You've been listening to The Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM. For more content like what you heard today, visit the homepage for On The Rocks blog at onthe.rocks. Also, check out On The Rocks blog podcast with Micah Hirschberger, weekly on Anchor FM. If you haven't yet done so, hit subscribe to this podcast also. And you can reach Garrett Ashley Mullet with any comments, questions, or complaints at garrettmullet at gmail.com. Hello, this is Garrett Ashley Mullet, host of the Garrett Ashley Mullet Show on Anchor FM, and also chief editor and writer at On The Rocks blog since 2015. I have just published my first book. It is available on paperback and Kindle from Amazon.com right now. Are you thinking about homeschooling? Is someone you know considering it? No shortage of books will help you figure out how to do it. This is a book about why you should. Written from the perspective of a homeschooling father of seven who was himself homeschooled growing up, this is an encouragement to fathers and mothers to think rightly about their children's education. What our children believe about God, themselves, one another, and the universe, these are all features of their education, and the worldview our children develop is downstream of the sort of education they receive. And this is why we homeschool. Maybe you are a parent of homeschooling children and you could use some encouragement. Perhaps your local school shut down and now remote learning or homeschooling has been forced on you. Now you could use some help finding motivation to make the best of it. Or maybe you have a friend or family member considering homeschooling their children. Rather than starting you off with another home education how-to, let us start with why we homeschool. And as we figure out the reasons we should do this thing, the way to do it will be made far easier. Just go right on over to Amazon.com and type in, and this is why we homeschool in the search results. It'll come right up. Order your copy today.